When you discovered the law of attraction, you started to believe anything was possible. Life got better, much better. Now you want more, but it's not working. That's where the Manifest It Now show comes in. If you've been waiting for someone who can teach you the practical application to manifest quicker and easier while having more, turn the volume up because the dynamic duo, Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain, are ready to teach you how to live the law of attraction like they do. It's time to laugh and learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Manifest It Now. I am here with two very amazing, awesome people. The first, Cassie Parks. And I am here with um, Elle Russ and Jenny Gain. Welcome, Elle. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so excited to have you. We're going to get into, um, Elle is super LOA savvy and an awesome manifester. And so Jenny and I asked her to come on because, you know, we love sharing amazing manifestors with you all. And I, I adore Elle. I just love her. She, we got connected really um, LOA style. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. She's an amazing author, um, of the paleo thyroid solution, which I love. I love because she helps people and like really, um, I'm into helping people, but you know, are you getting in trouble? I am. I was just saying like, she really helps people, but I didn't want to sound like I don't help people. (laughs) Um, like her book is and her story has really helped people. And I love the book even more because it's, it's got a great LOA story. So we're going to talk about that. She's an amazing actress. We'll probably talk about that. Um, and just super fun human being to hang out with and walk down the beach with. And I think <laughs> that's, that's maybe what I love most about her is that, you know, I, we were able to walk down the beach and just talk about life and law of attraction and really have that connection that I think a lot of our listeners want in their life, desire to have somebody, one person. I'm so lucky I have more than one person, but I can remember the time in my life when I didn't feel like I had somebody who got it as much as me. So Mm -hmm. I I love love how our guests are always such examples of manifesting stories. Like we just happens for us and we get to share it with you guys. I know. So fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's start with Jenny. What are you excited about? I'm excited about two things. I'm really excited to be here and chatting with both you guys. Cause we're just, I just feel this like awesome, creative, co-creative energy and you're both awesome. <laughs> and I'm also really excited to have uh, family time at the cottage next week. So we get to go up there for our annual hang out with the family, be by the water, be surrounded by nature and chill out, which is going to be awesome. Yay. Yeah. That's super awesome. What about you? What are you excited about? Uh, so many things. Uh, but I think right now what's most exciting to me is they got um, cast in a murder mystery. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh. Yeah. And so uh, I now know what it feels like to go audition for something and get it. That's mm-hmm. pretty fun. Yay. And, uh, yeah. And uh, just the, the opportunity and, the again, that comes back to the trust. Like I knew there would be something in December. I was definitely in Colorado all of December. And that's when they do the majority of their shows. So I get to just ha- plan on having a ton of fun performing in December and in a new way than I've done before. So super excited about that. And what about you, Al? What are you excited about? Similar answer to Cassie's in terms of so many things, which is such a great uh, uh, place to be. But one of the really exciting thing is obviously I'm already a writer, <clears throat> but I had a project that I was approached 
uh, to write many years ago, like maybe five or seven years ago, a documentary project, and I really believed in it and I loved it. And so, and 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 then literally just the other day, I was able to watch the actual film, and to see the film on screen. I mean, just crying tears of gratitude mm-hmm. and seeing my name in the credits. You know. That this is such a big thing, and for anyone out there, I've probably mentioned it before on either uh, Cassie or Ginny being on my podcast. Ginny will be coming up soon. Cassie's been on twice, but the whole idea of when you're in a creative profession, you have more people trying to shoot it down, <laughs> you know, and 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 sort of you get negative responses often, or people not believing in you. So it is even that much more of a feeling of success when you've managed to succeed at something that pretty much, you know, a lot of the world sometimes is not supportive of you for. Mm-hmm. So that was just like a real milestone to see an actual film. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. And they're submitting it to film festivals. And, um, you know, Paramount has already considered maybe doing it in a feature length film. And Lauren Hutton is one of the voiceovers. She's an incredible actress and has a great voice. And so it was just, um, that was a highlight of the week. Congratulations. Yay. That's Thank so you. awesome. Oh, I love it. I got chills. Um, and I do want to mention, um, you can hear Elle. She's the host of the Pale- uh, Primal Blueprint podcast. Um, and so, yeah, I forgot to mention that in her bio because there was so much other awesome stuff. But you can hear more about her there, too. But congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Like, what is it? Uh, what did it feel like when you saw your name, like, scroll up across the screen? Well, that was at the because at the end, they rolled the credits. Uh, they had initially sent me the movie poster, which was sort of a precursor. <gasps> and when the movie poster, they sent it to me with my name on it and said written by L. Russ. That oh, wow. that just visual right there was enough. Uh-huh. But then actually watching the film, I mean, I was just goosebumps and literally crying half of the time for a variety of reasons. It's a beautiful, wonderful story that needs to be told. And also it's just, oh, my gosh, I was a part of this. I did this. Mm, wow. Oh, uh. So that's so cool. It makes me think of when you say that story, Elle, how I remember when I was doing something and I got my first comment like against me, like you shouldn't be doing this or something negative. <laughs> and both Cassie and I's response were like, we, I made it. I did it. I'm, I'm you know, it's like <laughs> a, right. a sign of success. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I like that you took it that way. That's exactly the way to turn it around right there. Right. Because yeah. if you're really making an impact and you're out there you are going to have people that are going to go against you that's just how it works (laughs) it is and also too you know um a lot of times especially as a writer you're writing for free before people ever pay you Mm -hmm. and you know especially if it's a passion project or a documentary or something where someone you know producers spent their life savings to do it often you're getting paid later you make the contract for getting paid but you don't get paid for you know sometimes years and the reason i bring that up is Follow your passions and they will work out. The money will come. I jumped on this project for a variety of reasons. I I thought the story was great. It was such a pro-female, strong woman film. But also, I was like, I never wrote a documentary. Might as well throw that as a feather in my cap. Hey, why not try it out? Let's let's do a test run. Let's 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 do it. Let's check that off the bucket um, list. Yeah. And so, but it was still something I was passionate about. And so, you know, oftentimes, again, like in creative fields, you've got to do a lot of putting yourself out there before eventually someone, you know, it's, you don't just walk right into a studio and say, hi, I'd like to be a series regular on a TV show. Um, 
So, you know, and, and that just really goes to you just keep pursuing your passions and what you love to do. And eventually the money for that will follow, even if in the meantime you're in another job that's providing the foundation. I love that. And I want to talk more about it. I was going to say, yeah, there's so many things. <laughs> I know, but like, so I don't, I still get my, like my email, they come across notifications, right? Um, so we had a screenwriter on, um, she sold a couple of screenplays and now is going to have a big series on a couple of months ago. She just sent her email out and it said, put yourself out there. Like right now. Like right as you were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, and, I love it. Amazing. <laughs> also, like it was the subject line, obviously. I didn't open, but I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. I love, and it's just such a great example of the energy and the connection we create when we come to a place. Like we're always creating energy. We're always creating that. Um, but I just had to share that with you guys. But I want to talk about, can you share like part of your process in trusting that following your passion, like the money comes. Cause I want to, I want to preface this first by saying, cause we hear that a lot. Right. And it's like, ah. go after your dreams, follow your passion and the money will come. But I really think there's a lot more to it. You ha there's, you can take an energy of belief into that and expectation and intention and hope and, and the productive energy, or you can take the energy of non-belief and like, Oh, I I'm following my passion, but why isn't it working out? Where is it? Why isn't it coming? So let's talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's, um, a couple of angles here. So if you're not pursuing what you love to do and that doesn't matter, maybe that's gardening. Okay. So it doesn't have to be writing or, you know I mean? Right. It could be anything. Maybe it's, you know, working with children. Um, if you're not doing something you love to do, it's a little bit out of integrity, isn't it? Mm. That means there's something nagging at you and you want to do and you're not doing it for a reason. And usually the reason is, and here we go with LOA, <laughs> it's usually the how, right? Mm -hmm. The person can't see how they're going to succeed in whatever that endeavor is. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I know and can tell you because I'm, I, I'm in an industry that has no benchmarks, no timeline and no exact course from A to B, right? It's, it's really sort of, you kind of make your own, your, your own path there. Just, you know, you just don't audition for a screenwriter job usually. So, um, I feel like people get caught up in the how, or I've heard people and I'm sure you've heard it too, where they say, well, I'd like to do that. Would I be good at it? Or I don't know. What if it doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. And the thing is that I enjoy writing. I like the process of it. It was fun for me to write a documentary. It's fun for me to write. So I did what I love to do. I feel like I'd be out of integrity with myself if I was sitting around, really had something compelling I wanted to get out. And yet I was holding back because I thought it was an unrealistic venture. So right there, I think there's a huge key in there is like I did it because I loved it because I wanted to do it. I didn't do it because I thought it was going to get me something. That's a right. huge vibrational alignment right there. Because think about how many people are like, and you know, Mike Dooley talks about this, right? It's like, oh, I'll, I'll write that book and then that will bring me the wealth and right. abundance. Yeah. I didn't think about wealth and abundance. I thought about, I'd love to be a writer. I want to be an actor. I want to be in this industry. I'm going to go down that road, see mm -hmm. what happens. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing led to another. Actually, being an actor led me to be a writer, something I could not have predicted. I never wanted to be a writer, ever. And uh, so that was something that was never an intention. I did want to be a comedian and a sketch comedy actor and an actor. But that pursuing that one love led me into discovering I loved something else. Oh, and so again, goosebumps. right? 
Yeah. You, you, you jump so into one thing you love out of integrity, whether it's money or not. It doesn't really matter, right? If you love doing it, you love doing mm-hmm. it. If you like surfing, you love surfing. Who cares if you're going to be famous at it, right? right. And right. and and I think when you honor yourself that way, that is opening up the universe. It is an automatic trust when you're like, I'm going to do something I love to do it. And even though I might want to make it a business and make a you know, million dollars at it, I'm not doing it for that purpose completely. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think you know... Um like Jenny and I also know this, but like this is something that takes practice to learn is that your million dollars doesn't have to come from what you write. Like that'd be awesome, but you're not attached. But you could inherit it from someone you don't know tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. You're totally unattached to the two things being connected that they don't have to be connected. It's awesome if they are, but you have zero, um, you have zero, like they have to be connected feelings. That's right. And also too, you know, uh, let's say I had kind of wanted to do this and never jumped in and actually just did it and wrote that pilot or wrote that, you know, film or whatever it was. How do you know if you even like it? Right. You have to go do your first improv show or your first sketch comedy show to see, is this even your thing? Mm -hmm. Um, but after writing, I was like, Oh, this is my thing. I love this. This is enjoyable. I like this. I want to do more of it. And that's another thing too, just because you've declared yourself as something or you're like, I want to be a writer. Don't be embarrassed if you get into it and realize you don't really like it. It's okay to change course. And that's another thing that stumps people up. I feel is they've declared something, they've told 500 friends and now then they're in it and they don't really like it, but then they feel weird about the judgment of other people thinking they're going to bail on it. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the totally. opinions of others. We talk about that oh, a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so big. And the thing is you have to do a lot of things they aren't what we think they are, whether good or bad, like whether we like them or we don't like them. A lot of times when we do something, we realize it's not at all like we imagined. And um, we're just going off of the information that we have. So I love that you like you have to get into it and um, be willing to let yourself off the hook. I love that. And I tell my clients that all the time, like I'm willing to say like, OK, if I don't want to do this anymore, I don't have to, you know, an in integrity and honoring whatever commitment I need to. But I love that you're pointing that out because it's so important to give yourself permission. Like even if you thought this was like the end all be all that you wanted and you manifested it, you don't have to keep doing it. Oh my gosh. No, I had, I had a, I had a sport plan. You'll love this, Jenny. I was like a couple years ago. I was like, Oh, I'm going to totally, my cousin is like a pro stand up paddler in Hawaii and she does Island to Island races. And like five years ago, I was like, Oh, I'm so getting into this. I'm going to totally do this. I'm going to like race. I'm going to like get into this whole genre. I'm going to get sponsored. Like I had this cause I, I do love stand up paddling. So I, I had this like pro athlete kind of intention. And so then I signed up for a 10 mile stand up paddle race. And I was like, and by the way, this is hilarious to your audience. Talk about LOA. I was like, Oh, I'm winning this thing. I'm getting first place. So for a month beforehand, I just was declaring it to everyone. I'm going to win first place. I imagine myself winning first place. And the funny thing is I actually did win first place, but here's what's (laughs) hilarious about it. The reason I won first place. So I get there and I do the race. The reason I won is that there were no other women competing. Oh my God. That's amazing. Uh, I got what I wanted. I got first place, but you know what? Not as rewarding when you don't beat anyone else. Right. You know what I mean? So, So that was the funny part of it. But I have to say three strokes into this thing, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Right. Yep. That's right. I was like, no. And so there it was, here was my grand three, four week plan or intention or excitement about, oh, I think I'm going to go in this direction. And here's what it was. It was that I realized I love paddling. And when I got onto the water that day, I realized that here I was in the most beautiful stretch of Malibu and I wanted to enjoy the paddle. And here all I was, was A to B, A to B, get there, get there, get there, get there. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not how I want to paddle. Mm-hmm. That's not enjoyable for me. This is just a race and a means to an end. And that's not how I want to enjoy this sport. But oh, well, I found out for myself and it's okay. So I just gave up on it. You know, yeah. I may do a race at some point in my life, but I doubt it. And so again, that just goes back to even if you've gone full force into something and you think it's your passion, if you get there and you realize it isn't, oh, well, something else will come up. It's okay. But how often does that happen, Cass, when we are talking about like oh. what we're manifesting or what our clients are manifesting and then they get there and they're like, yeah, this is cool. Okay. What's next? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I love that. And what I want to point out in terms of, uh, cause when Jenny and I like to point out sort of some of the LOA things so that you guys can see them, I think one of the keys to really figuring this, like, am I going to love it? Is like you went all in L like if you had been one foot in one foot out, mm-hmm. like you might not have realized, but you gave yourself permission to go all in, which means you could see clearly very quickly um, that you didn't love it. Yeah. So that, you know, Cass, we talk all the time about a decision or commitment. Mm -hmm. So Elle made that commitment. And with that commitment comes an automatic lineup of energy. And that's what allowed her to, that's what allowed the universe to respond and say, here, here's your first place. (laughs) Is this what you want? It was pretty funny that I literally, I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised I won first place. I just think it's funny that there was no one else even competing with me. And right. which is funny because I'm always a person that says I don't compete with other people. I really don't. But, uh, you know, a race is a race. You kind of want to win among other people in a category. But, <laughs> but it's okay. It's so funny that I actually got what I had manifested anyway. Right. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, can I talk about how I manifested Cassie Parks? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> So this is a great story for audience members. I'm sure there are so many people listening who are like, I would love to hang out with Cassie and Ginny and meet them. And and um, I had that thought too. So about a year ago, uh, I'm an LOA person, but I've read every book a hundred times. I'm always looking for new books. And I researched like Law of Attraction podcasts. And I was like, oh, I wonder you know, what's new out there and, and if there's anybody doing a new thing. I checked in on a couple that I didn't like, and then I found your podcast. And I was like, I love their vibe. I love these ladies. And I started listening to you guys. And I was like, you know what, I think gonna, I did your 10K course and I thought, you know, I'm going to have Cassie on the podcast and, and Ginny, you know, you've already, we've already recorded, you're coming on too. But mm-hmm. I was like, I want Cassie on the podcast. She came, comes on the podcast. And then after having that chat with you on our <laughs> podcast, I had this thought to myself, like, you know what, I'd really like to meet her. Oh, that's um, so cool. And I, and I said to myself, like, I'd love to meet her. I wonder, I'm like, hmm, well, maybe if she comes to LA or if I'm ever in Denver. And I just kind of, it was a passing thought, like, you know, not attached non-attached, wasn't yeah. trying to figure out how, right? It wasn't an urgent. It was just like, I'd love to meet and hang out with her at some point. And uh, so then, this is great. So then Cassie had come on for a second podcast and I always pre-record things way ahead of time. So she had no idea as to when this podcast was going to be released. And so the morning I released it, I emailed her and I said, hi, here's your podcast. It got released this morning. Um, and she wrote back and said, hey, I'm on my way up to LA tonight. I'm not <laughs> sure... I'm going to have time, um, but, you know, maybe we can get together. And I wrote her back. I said, well, listen, if you need a place to stay, I'm staying at my boss's mansion. My boss is Mark Sisson, the uh, 
best-selling author of The Primal Blueprint, and uh, anyone can look him up, and uh, the founder of my podcast. And he has a beautiful mansion with a pool in Malibu overlooking the oceans and the mountains. I mean, it is, uh, we call it, his name's last name is Sisson, and we call it the Four Sissons, because it is like <laughs> living in the Four Sissons. That's awesome. So I wrote back, and I said, yeah, well, if you, you know, need a place to crash or anything, you know, there's like five bedrooms here. And she wrote back, oh, my God, are you serious? Because our Airbnb just fell through. And we're on our way up there. Are you sure? And I'm like, come on up. And basically, I remember Cassie hearing this story from Cassie. <laughs> Cassie and her PR girl for like four days. It was like the best scenario. How else? I mean, and so here's the funny thing. She manifested a great place to stay. And, you know, the whole thing being obviously way easier and cheaper and, of course, nicer. But I'm. she came right to my door. Like, how? <laughs> I was like, how awesome is, like, I didn't have to do anything. I how was does in it my get any better? Feet. Like, how does it get better than that? And we had this great, awesome slumber party hangout. And it was like, I could not have designed a way in which I could hang out with Cassie even better than what you and I got to experience together. What the hell is that? Like that, you know, and that, it, I'm not shocked. And then I'll tell everyone, too, I go out to dinner with Cassie. On the last night, and we're we're at a restaurant, and we go in, and they're like, "Ooh, it's about a thirty-minute wait." And Cassie turns to me, and she goes, um, "Well," and I turn to Cassie, and I says, "I'm like, well, let's make it 10. And she goes, "Well, actually, the other day they said it was thirty at another restaurant, but it actually was like one minute." And I said, "Ooh, I like those odds better. Let's go for that." <laughs> and literally thirty seconds later, the woman came out, and she goes, "Actually, we have a table ready." <laughs> Manifesting Easy Street here, but happens. so I did. I love that I manifested. I called my my one of my best friends who knows you guys. I was like, "You're not going to believe this." Cassie Parks rolling up to Malibu, like how? <laughs> so great, and we had a great time, and it was really wonderful to be able to the the mutual beneficial situations on both sides for her trip and for even my experience was awesome. So I just wanted to let everyone know and put out there if you want to meet Cassie and Ginny. You know, <laughs> it can happen. It might show up at your door. I love totally. that. Amazing I loved hearing, I remember hearing that from Cassie, the other side of that. And it was so like, oh my God, I have the best manifesting story for you ever. <laughs> I didn't have a place and I didn't know why. And then I got this email and then it was like, I'm staying in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> like your own bedroom, bathroom, chef, maid, you know, just like better than a hotel. A hundred percent better than a hotel. Ocean view. Um, I love it. I was like, I gave you the best view, the best room view. I was like, awesome. <laughs> totally intentionally made sure that she had like that bedroom. I was like, she's getting the, the best view. Okay. So Ella, how long was that time frame between I had the thought and it happened? Oh, like a week. What? That's it? I mean, I, I thought initially when I first heard you guys, like, oh, I'd love to meet you. But really, it was because I had just been uploading her podcast. And I was like, I really want to meet her. I hope like it was like that thought of when I was doing it like the week prior. And then I scheduled it and then I emailed her. So it was probably like only a couple weeks, even though I had already known her and spoken to her, interviewed her about it maybe eight months prior. But that heavy thought of putting that out there was cool. really just within a week of actually her showing up. <laughs> cool. So I love that because so there was an initial desire kind of like earlier and it was like, yeah, whatever, no attachment, right? That's such a huge key to getting what we want is, do you guys see how there was no work in this manifestation? There was no attachment. There was just a great, it would be fun. It would be awesome. And there wasn't even an asking of like universe, make it happen. It was just like, I want this. And, you know, notice I was like, I've got to meet Cassie. I just right. have to meet her. I have to see that's resistance. That, ur <laughs> that urgency. Oh, yeah. It's not trusting. Right. 
right? It's yeah. a it's a fear of lack of never meeting Cassie. I right. hope I get to meet. Please let me meet her. Mm-hmm. And getting back to the book that I published, the Paleo Thyroid Solution, and I talked this I think in detail on your podcast about um, money, Cassie. But what happened with that is I had already had an arsenal of things that I have written, sitcoms, TV. Those are the things that I was like, please, please, this has to happen because I am mostly. Or I would say my favorite is comedy and and TV and film versus, let's say, other things. But what's funny is around that time, a couple of friends, because of my knowledge about thyroid, had said, you know, you should write a book on that. And my response at that time on a hike with a friend was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when, you know, when this other stuff down the road, like whatever, it was it was a it was like a yeah, yeah, I'll write that book later on. No problem. I, I just, it was like a throwaway. There was zero because I actually technically didn't wasn't as oh I gotta get this book down I gotta get right Right. the other things were the things that I had in my arsenal I was like I'm not surprised the book is the thing that came through Mm -hmm. kind of as a first big thing Mm -hmm. because that was the thing I threw away like yeah whatever you know when I'm done doing this other stuff in life I'll write that book whatever Mm -hmm. and that's when showed up my friends reminded me like do you remember that you just threw that away I go no wonder that manifested kind of first right Mm -hmm. The other, yeah, there's no resistance. The other part I like about this story uh, is how you said, okay, it was a week before when you were inspired with the, you know, you were doing uploading the podcast and you were inspired with that feeling of like, hey, I'd really like to meet her. And it was a little bit stronger than just an idea, right? There was more emotion behind it because now you have known her already. It and- was. And there were like a few thoughts in the head too, like imagining me like, okay, would I be going to Denver for something? Or like just there was a quick, you know, like a, cool. a few minutes of just a thought, nothing planning, just like, oh, I wonder where I'll maybe, okay. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, cool. Real, real throwaway, you know? Yeah. And I, I love that because on the other side, like there's this huge, um, like for me, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a huge trust factor, but I think for a lot of our listeners, it would be a lot of trust to be like, you know, when I went to book the Airbnbs, like I didn't, I booked San Diego and something was like, eh, don't book LA. And every time I'd go to do it, it just like, wouldn't feel like the time to book it. It's that and- part, Cash, like that's that part. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to hear your side. I love that part. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. it does, it takes a lot of trust in the, because what you should be doing is securing a location. Right? Right. Clearly. <laughs> if you are going to a city and you do not want to sleep on the beach or in the parking lot, you should be. Yeah, and most people would say you're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? Why did you not plan that? Right? Yeah. Right. And there's that outside and opinion. There's that outside. And it was just like, oh, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. And it was literally like the timing. Like, I was sitting there and Wait, I went did to. Did you tell find- yourself, be cool, be cool? <laughs> when <laughs> is that what you said to yourself be cool Cassie be cool no did I just say oh okay no I was sitting there and it was you know I'm I'm trying to figure out this and I'm like okay and there was a moment where in the past I know I would have gone down a path of self-judgment and you didn't do this right and and all this other nonsense and that didn't happen like it was like a deep breath and I'm like okay cool what's gonna happen now and literally I see L's like, just like I just said about that, you know, yeah. are you putting yourself out there email? Like come across when I'm in a different screen and she's like, Hey, your podcast is up. And like what part that I love that you didn't share is that you normally send that email in the morning, but you didn't have time. That's right. It was really oh. like they get uploaded at 8am and I didn't email you to like one or 2pm. I had forgotten. I was just like, Oh shit. I forgot to excuse my language. forgot to email Cassie. So yeah, it was much later. That's so yeah, awesome. Much- 
Right, which is perfect timing because had you emailed me in the morning, it wouldn't have been as forefront in my, like I would have seen it like, oh yeah, cool. And maybe would have been doing something else in that moment and not replied. But it was like, oh cool, breath of fresh air. Like I'll come back and this will all work itself out. And then of course it worked itself out when you're like, hey, you want to stay at the mansion for Sisson? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, You should, I mean, I, I wish upon everybody that they could stay at my boss's house at some point. It is really something else. It's a real magical place. Oh, please tell them about the Buddha situation oh, that I didn't know. Oh my gosh. The Buddha's oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, the, oh yes. Now I know. Right. Cause that was like a pre-man of, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's this Buddha, which if some of you have been following me for a long time, may have heard like how there was a little, there's a Buddha that I had on my vision board. Um, in the corner. And when I went to the Four Seasons, like there was the same Buddha in the bathroom, like the previous tenant had had one. And we pull up in front of um, Mark's house. And that Buddha is literally this beautiful fountain that you walk really through, like you walk around it, but it's in the middle and you have to go right or left to go around it, to go into the door. And it was, I'm like, that was on my vision board. And of course not in, yeah, like it wasn't in a house, but it's the thing that I put, you know, it was just part of the vision board that that's it. And then, oh my goodness. And then you walk in and there's these beautiful Buddhas everywhere. It's so (laughs) everywhere. And it's a big LOA house because my boss and his wife, particularly, she has a degree in spiritual psychology from University of Santa Monica. Every book on her shelf is every Abraham Hicks book, every Dr. Dyer, every law of attraction secret. And so that's another thing, too, like two LOA people that got connected through LOA. And now we're staying in a law of attraction house, essentially. (laughs) I mean, you know, and, and I'll just tell a quick story. There's an apartment complex that my boss lives in a gated community and there's an apartment complex that's before the gate. And he used to live and rent years ago in that apartment building and he had gone to a party in the gated community and he was at that house and the party and he said to himself, I'm going to live here someday. And he actually ended up buying the house next door. Oh, cool. <laughs> I so love about that declaring story. a thing. Mm-hmm. Talk about yes. declaring and having it come back later. So that was also great because the energy in Mark's house is just such good vibes um, because of that. And all of the, there's affirmation rocks everywhere. Every doorstop is love life or grace, gratitude. Everything in that house has a message. She also has a, and I knew Cassie loved it. She's got a, my boss's wife, Carrie Sisson, has a great chalkboard in her kitchen where she can change and erase and rewrite affirmations that she puts up on the board every time. And what's funny is if they go out of town and I stay there, then I will change it and leave one for her. So that when she comes <laughs> home, it's great. And it's the fact that I even have a boss that I can even do that. Like, so that was really what made it extra special too, is that I also know that my boss and his wife would be so happy about this story that I just told. They would be so happy to know that Cassie got to enjoy their home because that's how they are with mm-hmm. their home. Mm-hmm. So it's just overall lovely experience. Yes, it was amazing. I mean, it was just so um, great. It was so wonderful. Like, all of it just came together perfectly. And it, I love that you call it slumber party because that's exactly I what I call it. It totally <laughs> was. Well, firstly, I pictured you guys in your PJs and, like, hanging totally. out and <laughs> throwing pillowcases. Totally. <laughs> 
<laughs> totally. I mean, we I like, you know, parties never too old for a slumber party. I love slumber parties. <laughs> I agree. And it's so fun. And that was the vibe and the energy. And what I love, you know, you said it, and but I want to emphasize it. It's like, we couldn't have planned it better. Like if you would have planned to come to LA for lunch or whatever, we wouldn't have had this really deep, amazing, juicy experience that we got. To, like it would have been great. We would have had a great time, but it wouldn't have been just absolutely like juicy peach gushing. Yeah. Uh, super amazing. Isn't that one of the best things about being aware of how the, you know, the law of attraction is working is that when things fall into place like that and, and we know we've heard stories from you guys coming in of how things are falling into place and it, this resounding feedback is I never could have imagined it this good and it's better because I didn't know. That's yes. right because you 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 didn't limit an otherwise yeah. unlimited universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which oh, I love that. Gives such it gives such perfect grounding to stop trying to figure out the how. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I had this yesterday. I was talking to a friend of mine who I've partnered up. We're doing a little side business thing that has nothing to do with what I normally do. And, of course. And uh, <laughs> all the pieces are floating together. And but and he knows a little LOA, but maybe it was off course a little bit when he said this. But he was like, we got to do this, and then we got to do that. And I go, you know what? I'm going to use the same philosophy as I did with my book. This thing's going to flow. It's going to be with ease. Things are already connecting up. I'm not worried about it. The marketing, everything, that's LOA, you know? Love right. it. So, so, so I know that that really does work. Obviously, you have to take inspired action, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but that action should be kind of fun to do, no matter what it is. That's actually a really good example. I think some of our listeners might benefit from in terms of when you're owning that you believe in it and you're owning the way you do it. Like, you know what? I'm just going to do it this way because you know we'll be in the workplace or you'll be working with someone else on something and they have their way that they want to do it and they want you to do it that way too. <laughs> and so right? you can just kind of say, well, no, like, hey, it, this has always worked for me in the past and you can do what you need to do, but I'm just going to go with the flow. <laughs> That's right. I mean, honestly, um, you know, you got to, I mean, we talked about this the other day, Jenny, which is the moment you're starting to get into like, and then I'll do that and then I'll do that and then I'll do that. And you're planning. Mm -hmm. That's the time to just shoot right to the end result. Say, hold on a second. Um, does it matter if I get this money through the lottery, through a book sale, through inheritance? All I want is wealth and abundance. If that's the thing you're trying to intend, then you go to that space where it's already happened. What does your life look like there? And that's just sort of like the right turn you keep need to making, keep need to, you know, be making when you get off course and start to find yourself in the nitty gritty of, planning too much. And when I say like inspired action, for example, I was trying to explain this to a friend when I was marketing my own book and and things like that. We didn't have much marketing with our publishing company. A lot of authors are kind of, you know, you've got to do your own thing. Sure. I reached out to podcasters and pitched myself, you know, to be on their show. And certainly that entailed sitting down at the computer and looking up stuff and emailing people and blah, blah, blah. But that was all fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That was still fun. Even though those things aren't quote fun, they're administrative right mm-hmm. but it was still right. inspired and fun and and it didn't feel like while well, I was doing that like oh god I've got to do this mm-hmm. <laughs> very different energy between those two and they're going to yield you very different results oh my gosh so different I know and it's I really like 
learned like the sec like not the one that's not fun is like not even worth spending energy on. Like I just I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna do that because it's not gonna yield any results. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even something like, for example, like you know, getting together taxes and doing something, you're like, oh yeah, I gotta go do this. Um those are things that certainly sometimes you have to force yourself to just sit down and do, and they're not necessarily exciting things. But even something like that has such rewards at the end because you feel so great about the accomplishment of that commitment. So yes. even that can yield a positive thing. So sometimes even inspired action, if it has to be forced a little bit, like, cause I do, I have to force myself to sit down and go, all right, got to go through these taxes. But every time I'm done with it, I'm like, I'm so proud. I feel so great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. so clearly we have to take action. We don't always feel quote, totally inspired by, but you know, th- those are a little bit different. Those are about getting things done and tasks in life versus manifesting unknown realities. Yes. So I want to come back just to the beginning when we were talking about, okay, follow your passion and the money will come. Yeah. Because one of the parts of your story, I'm not sure, I'm sure you have acknowledged, but that you did what felt passionate and the best to you at the time. And then something else came from that in a totally different direction, like we've already talked about. But if you didn't honor the first step, you never would have been get, like given the next step, which never would have been given the next step. Like we can't, I guess it does come all back to not figuring out the how, because you guys, we can't possibly imagine all the steps to get to what you want, but the, your guidance system is only giving you information in the moment. You know, it can't predict, it can't tell you what's going to be in the future, but it can tell you what feels awesome and inspired right now. So that's the part that we want to be attention. Don't worry about figuring it all out. Don't worry about figuring out the end goal. Reach for what you can grasp. Because I think a lot of people kind of stuck in like, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Well, is there something that excites you in your life? Okay, go in that direction and see what comes from that. Absolutely. You have to participate. This is a co-creative situation. So if you're just in limbo in your own head thinking about stuff at home, listen, you can do that. I believe you can literally type Z it and sit at home and put out the vibes and a phone call will come in. That has happened. That that absolutely, you really don't, you can sit at home and manifest. But at some point, the universe will prompt you for an action of some kind. It'll mm-hmm. feel right, feel natural. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you have to take one step forward. You got to take one dip in order for that momentum to carry through. Because, for example, when I was and I this is a a longer story, but I I pretty much got disabled at the age of 23. I got severe tendonitis in both of my hands. So for me, the projection of ever being a writer would have been a joke to even think about. But now there's voice recognition software. And also, when I first uh, jumped into pursuing an entertainment industry scenario, was I did go into voiceover because my arms had stopped working. So I was like, all right, well, I can use my voice. So I went down that path, and it led to so many things, sketch comedy, and then being a writer, and then publishing my book, and then boom, my boss has a podcast. He got too busy to host. So here you go. Here's your voiceover job. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, I mean, everything that I've wanted to do since that had happened to me or to take a different train because I used to be in the corporate world and clearly couldn't sit in front of a computer all day anymore with my hands. I I went in that direction. I got the voiceover demo. I did that. Did I book a ton of great uh, high paying commercials? No, but I just I just put that in the direction and I went down that road and it all led back to the original intention. Um. A lot of people wish they could host a podcast. A lot of people would love to do what we do. And it just showed up for me through taking a step, you know? Um, 
And my publishing deal happened to be the easiest publishing deal situation for everyone. Oh, it's so hard to get a lit agent. I didn't need one. Went direct to a publisher. Um, not only did I cut out 10%, I didn't have to give to an agent, but it was easier and seamless. The relationship I had with my publisher was, is, and was incredible. So all of the things that people said, oh, this is so tough. Oh, this is every time I've been like, is it? Wasn't for me. I love that. <laughs> I, I know. It's so good. You know, like, it's is it so that tough? so good. Like, yeah. It's so good it's for our listeners to hear it's that. It's going to be tough. <clears throat> it's tough if you think it's going to be tough. And I mean, I hear this all the time. Again, it's like, especially when you're in a creative position, <clears throat> I think I told Ginny the other day, a lot of people have been like, ooh, you're a writer. Ooh, it's really competitive. It's kind of tough, huh? And my response is, it's not tough for all the people making millions of dollars at it, is it? <laughs> right? For them? Best response ever. <laughs> you know, I love or, or like, hey, I want to start a new business. <clears throat> Someone's like, ooh, you know that 50% of new businesses fail, right? Well, how about I'm going to be on the side of the 50% that succeeds? I'm just not going to listen to that. Mm -hmm. And every time someone says that to me, and I've declared this before, and I suggest everyone try to adopt this. Anyone, I, anytime I get a negative naysayer, I, my belief is you just fueled me to more success because you downered my idea. <laughs> like just because you were a downer on me, that just fueled it. Now I, so it, every time it happens, I don't take it as a negative. I, I go, awesome. Now thank success. you. Yeah. Really thank you. Great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. It's so great. So good. Do you have any other things that you do? Because, um, you know, I think maybe your industry is a little bit more, you know, has a little bit more of that negativity that you, I don't know, you deal with on a daily, you let pass. I can't even think of the right words because I know it doesn't affect you, but I know I want you to answer this for our listeners. It's like, do you have any other tips that you use besides being like, awesome, that's going to fuel me? What else do you use to stay in your positive L, I create my own reality space um, when you interact with other people that don't necessarily believe that? Well, number one, I don't ever try to prove myself to someone. So if someone's like, what do you do? And they're like a writer and they're like, Oh, have you written anything or what is, I'm usually a little bit vague. I don't go right to like, Oh yeah, I published a book because I kind of also want to see how they're going to go on this train. Yes. <laughs> how, negative, how negative is this going to be? Um, another, another point is when people are questioning or you can just tell by their vibe that they don't really buy what you're putting out. Like, let's say you're pursuing acting and they're like, you know, you can tell on their face. They're like, good luck with that. Cause you could just tell when someone feels that way. Um, mm -hmm. the biggest thing I, I, and Cassie, I know you're on this train with, with, you know, working in a new creative writing sphere. I just tell people you declare it with no shame and no justification whatsoever. So even if you have not published a book and you don't quote feel legitimate, by the way, you're a writer. If you're writing, don't let anyone tell you you're not legitimate <clears throat> just because you don't have a book published mm -hmm. or a TV show out there. So I just say you stay strong in that and declare what it is you're going to be. I heard someone the other day who's a photographer friend of mine. And uh, I caught up with them after like 20 years had been since college. And I said, and they're, they're sort of like a stay at home dad a little bit and they're doing photography. And he goes, I like to tell people I'm a homemaker with a camera problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, that's funny, but I don't know about that one guys. You know I what know. I mean? Is that really what you want? Yeah. yeah. Is that really what you want? And also camera problem. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, how about I'm a photographer. Right. Owning it. Mm -hmm. Own it. So tell this to a friend recently too who's like well just you're a producer 
You are. That's what you are. You say it. You've done in other arenas. Just because you haven't done in this one arena doesn't mean you're still not that. So I declare it. I stand by it. And if the questioning comes, you don't have to justify. If people are like, well, what are you working on? A lot of times creative people feel like they have to, well, I got this and I got that and I got that. You never have to justify it. Mm, I love so that. you never have to. It's even a stronger stance when you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to just keep it vague. I'll be like, oh, yeah, got a bunch of projects. Then let's right. just wait for the next question. What do you, you know, um, someone had suggested to me once they're like, oh, well, next time you get that, you just pull their book, pull your book out. I'm like, that's nah, a little passive aggressive. I don't need to prove to anybody that I'm anybody. They want to find out for the themselves. that's difference. Right. It's like when you can You're take, to... yeah, you can say, I don't need to prove myself to someone or like, I don't need to justify, but unless you are actually owning it from within you, then it will be received differently. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So really staying strong and declaring whatever that is um, that you want to be and do without poo-pooing it, without being like, mm-hmm. well, I'm a writer, but I haven't made any money at it. You know, Cassie, you talk <sighs> about but that yeah. comes afterwards. Stop yourself. You're a writer. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when someone's like, well, what have I seen? Well, you know, I haven't really. Not just I'm working on this. I'm working on that. You know start to catch yourself when you're in defensive justifying mode because that is a weakened state and it is almost like you in that moment are allowing that person to damp your dream and now all of a sudden you're not believing in yourself in that moment bam yeah yeah Yeah. i think you're one of the best people at like declaring it and also declare like you are really good at declaring it like for your friends too i love that so, you know, like I've heard, like you said, you know, your friend who's a producer, like I've heard you declare it like outside of like, not just telling her, but like in the way that you speak about her, which I love. Right. And she is, she was a producer for like 20 years doing music commercials, all sorts of things, just because you're moving into a new genre, let's say producing TV shows or something doesn't mean you're still not a producer. And even if you did none of that, you're still a declare it, be it, own it. Um, also too. Do you think anyone wants to hire an incompetent writer, a non-confident right. writer? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so, so, like, you don't know who you're talking to or who's going to, th- you know, down there. Like, when I was offered that documentary, I never wrote a documentary. There's, I had nothing to really say for myself. I wrote a couple of sitcoms at that time. Um, but you know what? They trusted me. They got a good vibe. I delivered and went along that path and I created a new great feather in my cap for myself. And now I have something to show and a wonderful project. But, you know, it was me not being like, well, I've never written a documentary, but I could try. I didn't say that to her. <laughs> I had enough confidence in myself to go, I don't know how to write a documentary. I have no idea how this works. I'm going to figure it out because I'm a writer. Because guess you're what? I'm a writer. writer. And that's what you do. If you're right, figure it out. So good. Right? Yeah, I same thing with it. actors. You know, I've said it before. It's like, ooh, how do I not be nervous for an audition? How about you act like you're not nervous? If you can't manage that acting job, you are not going to get the <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Just act it. Act it. I mean, right? right? You're an actor. Yeah. First acting job, walk in and pretend like you're not, you're confident at it. I mean, so, so it really is, again, I really believe in the act as if. Sometimes it's not comfortable to declare yourself as something you don't feel you truly are at that point or you're getting paid for. Or there's... That's that's all you though, and you got to work that out. And that's why it's great when you do declare something because it can bring up those things for you. That after that conversation, you can go back and go, "Ooh, why did I feel the need to justify?" Or, "Ooh, I didn't feel confident there about that declaration. Why is that?" Yeah, what is that insecurity in there? I'm trying to protect. <laughs> the more you declare, the more you actually reveal about yourself too. 
And then along that process, you'll get more confident in that declaration, if that makes any sense. Yes, absolutely. You get more confident as you as that process happens, as you declare it. Yeah, I love that. Or people getting new jobs and they're like, well, but I've never worked with that software before. Okay, but have you ever not worked with something you didn't know and then you had to learn it? <laughs> Did you ever learn right. something new in your life? <laughs> right. something new. Do you consider it? And they're like, well, yeah, I'm smart. I'm a quick learner. Well, great. That's all you need. Right. <laughs> I need to show the employer. Hey, mm. don't know this, but I'm a quick learner and I'm sure I can get up to speed. Awesome. I love it. So good. Well, I feel like we're going to have um, Elle back for sure for another show because it's so much fun and you have so many great LOA stories. Like we didn't even get to like so many of them. I'm definitely going to write like a book on all of the different uh, LOAs throughout throughout the years. And on, on, honestly, on, on last note, I want to, you know, we mentioned this at the beginning or you did where you forget about all of your past manifestations. And one of the things, yeah. and I know, Ginny, you're a fan of Esther Hicks. Um, I think she, she says it too at some point. Um, it's important as well, if you've gotten tripped up or you've gotten off course, to go back and, and, and just either mentally think through or write down all of the things that you have manifested before. To remember the magic and remember it's re-inspiring, it reignites the magic. Because again, you manifest something and then boom, you're like, all right, what's next, right, Jenny? Like you said that. And that's how it is, right? We're desiring, we're achieving, we're, you know, go, keep continue to go, but we forget. We forget. It's it's so soon forgotten. It's like it, that that excitement lasts a week and then we're on to the next thing. And so that's a, also a great exercise. Go back and remember and be grateful again in that moment for those things that have already happened. We forget how yes. awesome we are. We do. <laughs> I know. Well, and you'll so love important. it. My boss's tagline for his company is live awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's amazing? great. That's great. So good. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, tell everybody how they can connect with you in all the amazing ways. Uh, well, every Wednesday I have a podcast called the Primal Blueprint Podcast, mostly about health and nutrition, but I often have um, people like Cassie and Ginny on and other life coaches to talk about sort of the mind part of the mind body. And then you can go to my website, lruss.com, E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S.com to find out about more about me or my book or coaching with me. Um, and if anyone does have a thyroid problem out there who's listening or struggling with that subject, you don't even have to buy my book. You could just contact me through my website and I send every everybody a big huge informational page on how to get the right doctors get on the right path you know it, it, an initial sort of here's how to get started with that um so if anyone's suffering from that just contact me that's awesome yeah. thank you so much Elle. thank yeah, you so thank much you for, for being me. here go be awesome Thank you for joining us on the Manifest It Now show, where you learn how to leverage the law of attraction to manifest your dreams. Now that you're inspired, share the love and review us on iTunes. While you're there, remember to subscribe.